Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. I hope you're well. So um, I've got a bit of an answer and it will have taken me a while to reply to this one because I've got lots of podcasts stacked up and pre-recorded. But um, my dear friend Jane has messaged in about the podcast on love and light. I've just listened to your latest podcast and I have to say I listen twice as I can't get my head around it. Maybe I'm being a bit dense but I always assume that spiritualism and Christianity were the same. As I see it people pass on then they are in spirit and when you go to the church the vicar says they are passing to a better place which I assume is heaven. And why would the Lord's Prayer not be in a Christian church? You go to church to pray to God. I'm getting from your podcast that spiritualism Spiritualism and Christianity are two different things, but I can't see the difference. I think I'm missing the point, but would welcome some clarification. Keep doing what you're doing as it's raising lots of questions that I need answering. Okay, now I am no expert in religions, and I just want to make that really, really clear before I go and offend a load of people. But, um, 
You can get spiritualist Christian churches, but spiritualist churches, in my understanding, are not Christian. Um, And the differences, as far as I can tell, are, um, generally speaking, I'm really worried about this and offending someone, but I'm going to do my best to answer it. And if you've got a bit more knowledge than me, please feel free to let me know. But generally to me, what drew me to spirituality was the connection that I can have with the spirit world. When you go into a Christian church, you're not supposed to communicate with the spirit world. The vicar does it for you. A bit like the idea of purgatory, which maybe is Catholic, um, but, you know, that your loved ones become stuck and require uh, the vicar to mediate on their behalf to get them over to the other side quicker, that kind of thing. All of the power is with the vicar in that space. It's the vicar that's the communicator. The vicar is on a pedestal higher than the lay person because they have the badge, (laughs) whatever they have, the dog collar. And when you look at spiritualism for me and this is why I said I need a different word for spiritualism than spiritualism because for me being spiritual is that idea that anybody can communicate with their loved ones in the spirit world that anybody can talk to God and that that conversation is open and available to all And in one of my recent podcasts, I talked about Stigmata, the film, having a massive impact on me in my teenage years. And it did, all about the hidden um, doctrine of Jesus, where he said, split a piece of wood, you will find me, lift a rock and I am there. That you can find God in nature and you can find God in yourself. So that for me is the difference. It's about freedom and a non what no rules um there is this fluidity for me in my spiritual connection where it's expected that there will be growth where it's expected that my opinions and my beliefs will change rather than a book that was written several hundred years after somebody's death quoting them as a set of rules Um, And that's why I find it confusing, like you. I mean, that's what I was talking about. I find it very confusing that the two merge. Um, And of course, you can believe in Jesus and be a spiritualist. I believe in Jesus and I'm a nothing. I don't know what I am. Um, But it's I think it's really about the rules. And then I Googled it to see what the opinions were. And I went onto a Christian website, goodnews.org. And that says um, being a Christian means believing in sin. Um, So you have to believe that um, you can, that that you are born with sin. That's what Christians believe. I don't know what spiritualists believe in that ilk, but I know what I believe. <laughs> um, and I don't believe actually in any form of judgment or anything like that. I just believe that we come here, we learn, we get to review what we've learned and how we experience things and then where we could have made better choices when we returned. Um, uh, the other thing they say is a Christian accepts God's word. 
As Christians, we believe that the Bible was inspired by God himself. Christians accept God's word as true and holy and believe that we are called to a life pleasing God. I mean, that's very different to my belief. My belief is that your life is about learning to please yourself and that, yes, God will be pleased in that, but God experiences that pleasure through the spark of God that is within you. So it's less servitude to God and more servitude to self, I would say. Um, And the point they make here is, unlike a spiritualist, a Christian cannot pick and choose beliefs to agree with. A Christian either follows the Lord wholeheartedly or not at all. Which is an interesting concept, isn't it? Let's be honest. For people um, who at one stage used to stone people for um, remarrying or having affairs and now people get remarried in churches. So things are moving and things are changing and I have utmost respect, I do, for all religions and all beliefs. Um, It's just... Yeah, I'm trying to find the words... There is no, I don't know, because there is the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and that talks of the lack of separation. So I'm not saying you can have one and not the other. I just think for me personally, the spiritual journey is not one that should follow a set of rules other than being a good human, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if it does really, but I know that I'm trying to answer you as best I can. There's quite a few things in there and it's very interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's interesting to me that when spirituality started, it was the devil's work um, and we had the witchcraft act and all of that stuff. Now that was pushed by Christians. If you had said then to Christians, there's no difference between spirituality and what that medium is doing and, and Christianity and what that medium over there is doing, they would have put you on a stake and burnt you to a crisp. So I think there is evolution happening in all religions as there is evolution happening in people, which is a great place to be. But for me, they are different. And for me, the whole point of spiritualism is that you can channel and communicate with the spirit world and it's available to all of us. And I guess my point with the Lord's Prayer is, why would you say something that has been said hundreds of years when you could communicate with spirit and create something completely unique and in that moment? And that for me is the difference, which is why I was saying... I need a different name for myself because I'm not a spiritualist, I'm not a Christian, I'm certainly not a Catholic. I don't know what I am. I have faith, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in people. I believe that Mary that lives down the street is as holy as Jesus. I don't know where that sits if I said that in a church I don't know how that would go down maybe I should try it sometime but I'm already not welcome at the church across the road from me so it's going to be tough to find a crowd that are willing to communicate with me if you're listening to this and you are a Christian or a Christian spiritualist or something like I'd love for you to 
share your story so do get in touch educate me teach me but that's the problem I think and the problem is when you're bringing in stuff if you're drawn to the old doctrine and the old way of doing things and things like the Lord's Prayer then you're probably going to find yourself in an ordinary church a Christian church right so if you want more than what the Christian church is offering and you go into a spiritualist church but they are just doing the same stuff as they do in the Christian church do we not think that's a problem? Do we, this is more where I was going with it. Do we not think that we need to be updating things, being more modern with things, let, welcoming more people in? Um, yeah. I love this question, Jane. I love stuff that gets me thinking. Um, and rather than trying to plan it all out and being totes profesh, I decided to just go for it and record my musings on the podcast because I always think that's the better way. It's a process, isn't it? So I guess the answer is there is no correct answer. There is no right or wrong. And I'm not saying that spiritualist churches have to behave how I say I mean good god what the hell do I know I know absolutely nothing but what I'm saying is we need to be evolving and if we're just going to do the same if we're just going to create a church that's basically a Christian church but with a little bit of spirit communication and table tipping on a Thursday night what's the point of that um yeah I don't know And maybe there's massive points that someone needs to tell me that I just don't know. But that is where I'm at with that. And I hope that that kind of clears it up as much as this sort of thing can be cleared up. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Okay, and I've got another email here from Carmel, which is catching up. Um, And she was replying to the Making Yourself Small uh, podcast. And she wanted to share something and I loved it. And I wanted to share it with all of you. Hi Hannah, I've been catching up with your podcasts. It reminded me of a poem that was given to me many years ago when I didn't feel worthy. I have to keep reading it so I can realise I'm so much more. I hope you like it too. Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And we're liberated from our own fear. And our presence automatically liberates others. Wow. Thanks, Carmel. That is beautiful. I shall print it off and put it on the wall and try and remind myself about exactly that. Right, more questions. Another question, Ellen has been in contact. Practice. 
I've been reading books, watching readings, meditating and listening to everything I can. How do I really start? I know you said practice, but I guess I don't know how it feels to get messages to pass along in a reading. Does this make sense? I've been waiting for the sign or message that I can do this. I hear others talk about how they hear and know their spirit guides, and I keep hoping I'll recognise that for myself. Babbling email. Sorry. Help. Ellen. Well, Ellen, sadly, (laughs) there is no way of doing it without actually doing it. (laughs) So my suggestion to you would be to find a group where there is practice sessions. So not just listening to a teacher talk, but a session where you can have a go yourself. And it's in the having a go that the process to me pretty much looks like we find spirituality in whatever way we do or in whatever I'm calling it now. And then as we progress, we read, we learn, we absorb, we go from wonder at someone else doing it to hope that we can do it, to trying to understand how we can do it, to wait and wait and wait for spirit to push us off a cliff to actually do it, to deciding to take the leap ourselves because we realise spirit aren't going to do it for us. That's where you are, Ellen. Uh, To booking a course and then you will have the process that goes, I don't think I can do this, I don't think I can do this. Having a go, being amazed that you can do it, getting something right, being over the moon Then the doubt will creep in and you will think that was a lucky guess and anyone could do it once more. Then you will um, have another go and get something right. And then the process will be uh, getting it right, getting it wrong, crying, quitting, having another go, getting it right, being amazed, blowing your own socks off, getting it wrong in whatever order it's going to be. Practice, 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 practice. And then you will start to believe that you actually can. And I can't tell you at what point that comes in, but I can tell you this, being comfortable and trusting in my connection has only come to me in the last year. So I've had a decade of going, I think I can do this, I hope I can do this, I think that's right, to now going, it's okay, because if I just move my mind to the spirit world, they are there and trusting that connection. But I do think in absolute honesty, that thought of I can do this only comes from putting yourself in that vulnerable position of offering your mediumship to other people and seeing what you get right and getting that feedback. Yes, you were right. I am moving house. Yes, you were right. My grandmother um, did have a set of pearls that she left me. That's the only way that you can really prove it. So your next job is sucking yourself up, getting brave and having a go. I am not sure what time zone you're in, Ellen. If memory serves me correctly, you're in a different time zone to me. But I have got a beginner's mediumship course, guys, starting in September. So please do check it out because there will be plenty of opportunities to prove your own abilities to yourself there. Okay, next on the page of questions, we've got an email from Susan who said, Thank you very much for your podcast today. I felt like it was indeed for me, all in perfect timing. Love all your podcasts, your energy and your guidance. You are my spiritual guru. Oh, exciting. I've set up my own wee page. I've done some readings, but I hear you loud and clear with the practice. Due to having kids, readings are manageable when they're asleep, but wondering if the connection would be the same via a FaceTime reading. Oh, 
honestly, um, Susan, that changed changed my life when um, lockdown happened. And I went from working mainly in person to working online. I will say this, I actually think on a one-on-one, it is easier to work online than it is in person. I think when someone comes um, into your space, they bring all of their energy. So say they've had trouble finding a parking space or they've got stuff going on. They just bring this sort of tornado of... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Presence of them in. When you do it online, it just feels like that's muted somehow. But of course, the connection is the same because you are communicating with the spirit world if you're doing an evidential connection. So that spirit, if you just imagine them stood in your space, then that kind of is how I reconciled it in my mind. So your sitter is on your computer screen, but you're not really connecting to them. You're connecting to the spirit who stood beside you. If you're doing psychic uh, spirit guide, those kind of readings, there is no time or space. So your sitter will be sat in front of you the same as if they are physically in front of you. And one of the things that really taught me that was doing healing um, and doing some distant healing on somebody and just doing it as spirit instructed me to, which was as if they were in my room with me. So still making up the bed, still imagining them lying on it and just having that moment where I connected into their energy and it felt no different. So don't be afraid if you can do healing to practice that way. Um, Now, the next sentence, I'm trying to work out what you've said. Also when opening up to spirit with a leather, is this something I should be doing with a daily practice? With leather? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've gone down a whole bondage imagination thing in my mind, which is a problem here. Um, I seem to get information, as you say, in the bullet point style, but it's just learning to develop the skill of elaborating on these and bring through the person as a character. I remember another podcast you did when you mentioned about mediums often using dates. One of the teachers was the same in our circle. I would love to get to a place where it just flowed. Uh, That, again, is practice, practice, practice. So once you are comfy with the bullet points and you're not so much in the, oh, my God, because what happens at the beginning, I think, is we go got someone in front of me I hope I can get this right I hope I can do this can I do this I don't know if I can do this oh I got something next oh I got something next oh I got something next and I think that's quite natural at the beginning and what you need to do is start within that bullet pointing is continue bullet pointing at the beginning because it's really good for your momentum to get it going 
And then when you feel like you've got enough that you can nestle into the reading, the person who's in front of you knows who it is. They've got a clear idea. You are sort of blending with that spirit and it's getting a bit easier. Then you can um, start to go for bigger bits. So they might, she might show you, for example, a handbag and then you can open the handbag and ask her what's in it. Or she might show you a document and you might look what's written on it or under, start to understand what that document's about. Is it a birth certificate, a death certificate, the deeds to a house, etc., etc. And so um, it's, it's about getting comfy because until you're comfortable with where you're at, there's no point in pushing forward with something else. It will... Um, actually hold you back and damage your mediumship but once you're in a comfy space and you do feel like you're practicing and you do feel like you're able to sit into it still having the nerves but just a little bit more comfy in it then you can expand Um, but my personal preference is always to start building the character first because that is just the easiest thing to flow and it's much easier for people to recognize who you're talking about and it just seems to bring the spirit back to life for a moment so um yeah i hope that helps susan um it's a journey it will never be anything other than a journey so it's just about you learning to trust in your connection and when you trust in it then there will be space for expansion equally not everything that the spirit world gives will be an expansion so sometimes you just can feel that there's more and sometimes they're just this is what it is and of course personality plays a part you can tell from me I like to talk so when I do spirit connections from the spirit world there will be lots of extra information there'll be lots of yabs there'll be lots of rabbit hole whereas if my husband was to come in he's a bit more direct and bullet pointy so it would be a different kind of connection and that in itself is evidential so you can't push something that isn't there if that's not the spirit's personality but if it is just start feeling into it a little bit more is there any more that I can get here is there more on this can I follow it and always the energy to follow anything I think is the emotions behind it I hope that helps then I've got an email from Susie hang on I'm going to choke And Susie said, Hi, beautiful Hannah. Oh, Susie, you smooth talker. A question that is buzzing at my mind at the moment. I know when we are giving psychic readings, we are reading the energy of a person, object, etc. on a psychic level. And this is completely different to connecting with loved ones in mediumship. However, can you give a psychic reading with information from your spirit guides or would this no longer be purely psychic? Apologies if this has been asked before. I feel it may have been, but I couldn't find a solid answer. Maybe there isn't one. Sending love and enjoying listening through all of your episodes, Susie. So I have answered this recently on a podcast, but I do like to try and give you all, all of you that take the time to submit a question, I do try to um, answer you all because you've taken the time to submit a question and I love, I love getting them all. So for me... It's not psychic when you're working with a spirit guide um, because really psychic is, although some people will say my soul reading your soul, the easiest way of thinking of it is that spirit aren't really that involved. It's me reading you, it's you reading me, it's me reading an object. Um, And so when we move into the realms of doing communication with somebody that resides in the spirit world, that is a different frequency. And for me personally, there is a different frequency for spirit guides 
then there is for evidential. Other mediums don't teach that. It depends where it sits comfortably with you, but I just like things to be neat and tidy and labelled and in their boxes. That's my personality. So for me, again, like I said in that other episode, I like to just dial my radio, my old style radio, into whichever frequency I'm working on with that intention. For me, I think spirit guides are easier to work with and I think that's because you work with them all the time consciously and unconsciously they're always with you so if I'm connecting to my spirit guide to give you a message from spirit guides I'm always communicating with them there's a naturalness there there's an ease there we're already blended it's it's easy if I'm connecting to your aunt Maud over here then aunt Maud I've never worked with before aunt Maud's energy I've never communicated with before so aunt Maud and I are learning how to communicate your spirit guide has already learned the best way to communicate with you and your energy has learned the best way to communicate with them so to me it's always slightly easier so I hope that makes sense there is a difference absolutely so for me psychic is not involving spirits best way of thinking it me reading you you reading me then if we're going to involve spirit we go into the completely it's like going from am to fm oh look what i'm doing with my radio analogy now guys but within that am to fm there's different frequencies within the fm so evidential mediumship might be at 100 and spirit guides might be at 26 So it's just about turning your dial to a slightly different frequency within that wave band. And then for me, just to finish it off, because I'm now talking and I never stop once I've started, um, there is also trance, which is a completely different frequency again, much, much stronger, um, much clearer. And that is when spirit use your body to communicate. So a spirit enters your body and speaks through your voice box so it will still be in your voice unless there's some funny in in what's the word well you know there might be the odd the way that they speak changes when my guide comes in it's still my voice but it's also not my voice at the same time because he speaks differently to me um but it still sounds like me for the most part and they will communicate using my voice box And there is also healing, which I think is a different frequency again. And for me, it's all very structured and boxed in because that's the kind of person that I am. And you would ask another teacher and they'd say, oh, there's no difference at all. But I think it's good to know where you're at and have clarity with which frequency you're on. It will just make your mediumship tidier, clearer. It gives you more comfort about where you're at. So if we think to the listener questions I answered the other day with John asking about when he wants to connect to his guardians rather than connecting to spirits, if you've got that kind of knowledge, then you can do that and you know where you're at and you're comfortable with it. It's only when we start... um, not knowing where we're at or that we can control it that I think problems start. So I hope that helps. Okay, and this actually ties in because Amanda has emailed saying, can you explain the difference between connecting with your spirit guides and source and then channeling and trance? So I just did. 
Um, so connecting, I think, if you're just connecting to your spirit guides, they will be working through your clairs. So that is your clairaudient hearing, clairvoyance seeing, claircognizance knowing. Although I always ask everyone not to get too tied up in I'm a clairaudient or I'm a clairvoyant or I'm a clair this because actually spirit if you're like me and you stay open spirit will communicate with you through all of them depending on the best way to get that information in when I sit in trance and when I channel what I find happens is I um I'm kind of gone not fully gone, not 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 aware of my everything that's being said, but I do lose some of it. I do. Um, I'm not aware of all of it. I would sometimes drift in and hear bits that they're saying and then I'll be gone again. But generally speaking, if I'm doing a trance session, I record it so I can listen back to see what spirit have said. And I'm not as present with it. So and I can't remember it as well. So that's the difference. It's sort of you fold yourself back like a little origami person and pull yourself back and the spirit world come in with their consciousness that fills you and takes you over and you speak their words so in all mediumship I am speaking my words they might be sending me an energy but I'm interpreting it that's why we talk about it being like energetic charades I'm interpreting it I'm understanding it I'm working through it whereas with trance more I think they are speaking they are saying it it's their words although um, I have to be honest and say there must be part of the city to do with it because I've never yet seen a trance medium that speaks in another language or anything like that so it must be but it's it's let's do it in percentage terms so they're saying to me for trance it's 80% spirit 20% sitter the the medium who's doing the work in um in channeling where it's more more fluid and more of the medium it's 60 spirit world 40 uh, medium and then 50 50 for doing an evidential connection but these uh, percentages are just ones that popped into my head right now and have no actual scientific standing <laughs> before anyone messaged me and goes actually I find that I'm a 57 percenter very well then you are I hope you enjoy it. Um, but that's where I'm at. Now, you also wanted to know, do you have any tips on meditating? I'm really struggling with meditating at the moment. My mind wanders after seconds and I can't seem to get to that dreamlike state where some of the most pleasurable and profound experiences have occurred. Because of my shifts, I'm often tired, so I usually end up falling asleep. But then at other times, I try so hard to be alert because I want to hear the magical journey that you're taking me on, that I'm not getting relaxed enough to connect with my guides or anything for that matter. I don't know if it's because I really want to feel the experience, so I'm trying too hard. We both know that efforting is de detrimental to us. Hope that makes sense. Ah, uh, I am not an expert meditator, 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 meditator. Meditationer. <laughs> I'm not an expert in apparently words either. I'm not an expert meditationer. Um, I've made that word up and I'm going to stick with it. I um, quite often find myself, one minute I'm sat, I remember having this experience with my guide 
and it took everyone to a castle. I think you might have done it with me. It might have been when I was doing supporters. And I was sat on a bench at this castle with my guide. And one minute I was really immersed in this experience. I could see a fountain in the courtyard in front of me. It was really hot. I could tell you the sandstone that the castle was made of. And the next minute I was back in the room and I was thinking about something ridiculous and irrelevant. I think it was so bad, it was even like an argument with somebody that I'd had in 1996 where I was coming up with a better reply. Like really low vibration. And then I had to go, oh, bollocks, I'm back. And I had to take myself back into the meditation where my guide was still sat waiting on the bench. And they were like, you back? And I went, I think so. They went, we better go quick before you go again. So for me, it's really don't take it too seriously. Um, it's supposed to be fun and if you are only ever seeking oh dear if you are only ever seeking some unobtainable glorious thing then you're going to suck all the joy out of it and it's the same in mediumship as well the problem with doing really well in mediumship is then you know how good you can be So next time you want to go and demonstrate, you want to be as good as you were before and anything else doesn't feel as gratifying. And that's something that I've been really thinking about recently is that, you know, it doesn't matter what someone says about your demonstration. You could have 100 people telling you it was great. It's how it feels to you and what you allow yourself to feel in that space. And it is the same with meditation. So you've had these really glorious bits that, some people have been meditating for six years and never been able to have and now you're thinking well that's the standard that's how I know it's working um and so that there in itself is a problem so my suggestion would be to try and do it and enjoy it don't be so comfortable that you fall asleep although sometimes if you're really exhausted that's going to happen and you have to just say well I needed it I needed sleep more than I needed meditation. Trust in your body. And if you are exhausted, especially with shift work, I don't know how you do that. But I know in me recovering from COVID, the other day I went to do a meditation. I was listening to some binaural beats. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I say it. And I woke up three and a half hours later uh, with everything on my face sort of stuck together and puffy because I was lying on the end of my bed and I just went bloop. Um, And I just thought, well, I really needed that. I I needed that more than I needed to meditate. So trust in your body that your body will bring you the experience you need to have. And that if the spirit world have got an important message to get to you, they will get it to you. They got it to me when I didn't even believe in the spirit world. They will get it to you whether you meditate or not. I hope that helps. Um, And... I hope you've all enjoyed listening to all of these listener questions. If you've got a question, please do email uh, podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk because I love them. I love to be challenged. I love to think. I love to be called out. Sometimes I do gabble crap and it doesn't even make any sense. So do message me. Get me to think. Get me to be present. Tell me what you think and what you want to know. And I will catch up with you all again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.